Welcome back to another edition of On the Board Sports. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, along with my main man, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. Sean, how you doing today? Well, I am doing pretty, pretty good. It's been a good week so far, so looking to continue the week. But, Will, you know what I always say. There's only one thing living that's doing better than me on a Wednesday, Will. A Do cam- you know who that is? A camel on hump day. Thank you very much. <laughs> Home day it is. Yes. It is Wednesday, March 13th. Glad to be here at Gotham Podcast Studios. Awesome with a capital A. This place is. I mean, what more can you ask for here? And just want to give a couple quick shout outs first. And first shout out to Mike Ortiz, our wonderful producer. He is back. He's not hiding. He's not hiding. Yes. He's looking all spiffy with the suit and tie going on right now. That's right. Yes. And also, two shout out to Matt and Brianna Peters. They're always awesome with a capital A, and you know they're just great. They're just great people, you yes, know. Sir. And also, um, shout out to the New York Islanders. We're not going to lead off with them, but just wanted to give a quick shout out to the season ticket holders that were in attendance yesterday at the Northwell uh, Ice Facility, where. Northwell Health Ice Facility, I should say, where the team had a season ticket uh, holder meet and greet and with all the legends that were there with uh, uh, Bobby Nystrom, John Tonelli, Billy Smith, Butch Goring, you know, and then you taught and then you, you they had a rink shot rink side chat yesterday with uh, Lou Amarillo and Barry Trotz and it really went well, well and, you know, John Ledecky and company, they and all the Islander people that work over at Northwell Health Ice Facility just absolutely killed it yesterday. So, truly great to say the very least. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so it's truly awesome. Awesome right there. Is a little uh, technical difficulty going on right now, but that's okay. That's fine. But we got a lot, a lot to talk about, you know. And oh, forgot one more thing. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow myself at Will Trucci. That's W-I-L-L-C-H-I-A-R-U-C-C-I on Instagram. That, again, is W-I-L-L-C-H-I-A-R-U-C-C-I. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at W Trucci at W-C-H-I-A-R-U-C-C-I. That, again, is W-C-H-I-A-R-U-C-C-I. And if you want to follow the Instagram and Twitter pages for our podcast, On the Board Sports, you can. That's O N. T-H-E-B-O-A-R-D-S-P-O-R-T-S. That's On The Board Sports. For Instagram and Twitter is On The Board Sport. Just no S at the end. So, Sean, what's your Instagram and Twitter handle, sir? Shawnee Maestro, S-H-A-N-W-N-Y-M-E-E-M-A-E-S-T-R-O. One word, Shawnee Maestro for the Instagram and the Twitter. So That's awesome with a capital A. Lots to talk about today. And we're going to lead off with football. National Football League just started off its free agency period yesterday, I believe. And Will, all we heard was cha-ching. Yes. That's all we heard. Yes. <laughs> Not, you know, you didn't hear anything about Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, like anything like that, like them holding out for a big payday and the owners and everything like that. No. Right. Some of the big names came off the board and a couple of trades yesterday uh, kind of shocked the NFL landscape, to say the very least. And we'll lead off here with Odell Beckham Jr. getting traded to the Cleveland Browns, the dog pound. He gets traded for a first-round draft pick, a third-round draft pick, and Jabril Peppers. And for the Giants, I see everybody ripping Dave Gettleman here. Could they have gotten a little bit more? Yes. He's one of the more top receivers. Basically, the top receiver in the league, hands down. Probably top five, if you were to look at it. But, with that being said, this Giants team has to start over from scratch. They do. Now, they're going to be paying 
$33 million this year in players that aren't going to be on the team, like Odell Beckham, like Olandry Collins, who signed a major deal down in Washington, D.C. Then, you know, they let go of uh, Damon Harrison at the during the middle of the year uh, last year, and they're going to be owing him money. But that's still besides the point. Gettleman sees an opportunity here to rebuild, and, you know, you get rid of guys that are coming out of their prime, going into their prime just about, and getting a lot of uh, payday here. And they figure, why not pull something like the Jets, you know? And we'll get to the Jets in a minute. But the Giants, they go out and they trade, like I said, they trade away arguably the best receiver in New York and probably in all the NFL. And they get draft picks and Bill Peppers for him. Look, everybody involved in that trade needed a fresh start. Odo Beckham needed a fresh start. New York... It's not for him. I mean, it is for him, for him in his mind, but for the fans, for the ownership group here, the Maras and the Tishes, you know, it's just something that's not, it's not sustainable. You talk about a classy organization like the Giants over the past 75 years, they won the two, the two Super Bowls in the 2000s and they're looking to win. Eli Manning, he's on the last, he's on his last legs at this point. And, you see what's going on here. Odell Beckham goes on TV after he signs his uh, mega deal after he holds out, and he basically rips his quarterback, right? He goes out and he rips his quarterback. Then you see his antics and what he does. He's hurt. He's not hurt. You see all the Instagram videos and everything like that, and it makes you wonder what's going on here with regards to the whole Odell Beckham situation, but, you know, my goodness, Sean, what an unbelievable set of circumstances for uh, the Giants to do. Well, at first, I I didn't like the deal last night, but, you know, I went to bed, woke up, and I was like, you know what, this deal is not so bad. You know, they get, so they're pretty much getting three players for one. Whoever they're going to take at pick number 17 in, in the first round, Whoever they're going to take at pick number 95 in the third round, and Jabril Peppers. Peppers is going to step right in and be the Landon Collins replacement at the strong safety spot, Well, so, so you have that. And, well, the Giants have to decide this is a reboot mode. But you could have franchise-tagged Collins and got something for him. You did not, so you let him walk for free. Now, you traded Snacks, but you only got like a fifth-round pick for Snacks. I think you got a fourth rounder for an, an Eli and Apple. So it's like, oh, okay, you got some competition for those two guys. At You traded those guys. The Vernon trade I love. You needed another solid piece on the offensive line. And, well, Zyler was one of the top-rated guards last year. He played really, really well. So I like that move. Um, well, so – and Vernon wasn't isn't really a 3-4 fit – I, I think so. I think it was a good trade for both teams, Will. But, Will, and then you trade OBJ. So it's like all these young guys or all these good players are going, but the oldest guy on the team is still there. So it's like, what are the Giants doing now, Will? The Giants have to ask themselves yes, we're in a rebuild mode, but are we going to build this defense in the draft? use free agency to acquire the offensive guys and then field a team like that? Or are we going to use the compensation because, well, the Giants did not have a third-round pick. Now they do. Or are we going to use the compensation that we got, package those picks, move up to take a Kyler Murray, move up to take a Dwayne and Haskins, or do you stay put at 6 and 17 and take a Drew Locke, a Daniel Jones, yada, yada, yada. So the Giants have to decide which way they go. Well, I don't think you do these moves unless you're going to take a quarterback. But, Will, at the same time, I don't think the Giants are going to take a quarterback will because I think the Giants are not in love with either of those guys. Well, it's clear. It's clear to me, Will. 
the Giants did not like any of the quarterbacks last year for the simple fact of you had your choice because we all knew that Baker was gone. So we all know, okay, Baker's going number one. Will the Giants have their trap of Darnold and Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Rosen, and they went running back? That tells me we don't like any of these guys. Well, I'm getting the same vibe now. I'm getting the vibe that they got these picks, and I don't think they're going to use them to draft a, a quarterback. Well, so it's almost like the Giants know they have to go in a specific direction, well, but they don't have the compass to steer, to point them in the right way. So it's really, so as a fan, well, not me, but I can see how fans are like, yo, what the hell are we doing? Where are we going? Like, what's going on, Will? So we shall see. Well, for Will, for Cleveland, OBJ, Landry, and Joku, Chubb. Will, don't forget, this team brought in Kareem Hunt, too. Yeah. Scary. Chubb is the backup, or Hunt may may be second or string. David Njoku at tight end, too. David Njoku at tight end. Perriman at the receiver spot. Callaway at the receiver spot. They fortified the line. Their offensive line was so deep, they could have afforded to get rid of probably the best offensive lineman that they have. (laughs) Because that's how deep that they are, Will. And on the defensive side now, Peppers, you're lost. You're probably going to. Replace them. This is a deep safety draft, so I'm pretty sure if they don't sign one, that's where their second round pick is going to go to replace him. Well, and you replace Jamie um, uh, Collins with uh, Vernon, so you pretty much had an upgrade there. Well, for the Browns, well, well, their Super Bowl odds went from like forty something to one to fourteen to one. Will the Browns have better Super Bowl odds than the Eagles and the Cowboys? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, well, so we shall see, man. Yeah, and you know what, too? Like I said, with the with the Giants, you know, and like you said, Sean, there's a lot of people here that really do believe that they're going to be the bottom dwellers again in the NFC East. And, you know, for the Browns, it's been a long time coming. This is the perfect storm. They get Baker at number one, Baker Mayfield, obviously, at the number one uh pick last year they go out they get Jarvis Landry they go out and they get Kareem Hunt they draft David Njoku two seasons ago this is arguably it has the potential to be one of the one of the best offenses in the league hands down gotta see what happens there but also too for the schedule makers now oh boy for the schedule makers can you imagine week one? Because the Browns play the Jets at MetLife. Well, you know what's funny? I think that's going to be the week one game. It should be. I honestly think Browns-Jets should be. be the week one game. Dar- think about it. Darno. Darno and Baker going back and forth. Right. And then you have OBJ coming back as a headline within itself. I mean, that's just something that is going to be absolutely crazy. And you know that the Jets are going to be selling tickets for that game. And I'm a season ticket holder saying this. But at that same point in time, you're going to have people that are going to want to come out as Giants fans. You'll see people probably burning their Odell Beckham jerseys in the parking lot. You know, they'll go out and Even they'll... Even though it's a Jets game, but still. Yeah, you know, they'll come out just because. They'll pay the money. Giants tickets are really expensive anyway. You're right. Um, you go out and you see this. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Well, well, speaking of a said said schedule, so obviously they play the AEFC North. They're in the North. They play those twice. Well, so the cross-division games, right, that they have, they draw the AFC East, as you said. Well, no disrespect to the Jets, they could sweep sweep the East. They could beat the uh, Patriots. Well, we've seen the Patriots take some games off. Well, the Patriots in, in the regular season, to prove my point, Will, mm-hmm. they went 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. The five teams that beat them did not make the playoffs. Right. <laughs> so, it's, so, so we've seen this type of you know, weeks where the Patriots just either don't feel like playing, they don't show up, whatever the case is. And, Will, they also draw the NFC West. Yeah. 
Will, can you wait to see a Rams-Browns game? <sighs> Who the hell would have thought? Will, I, well, I can guarantee you Rams-Browns is going to be a Sunday night game, Monday night game, Thursday night game. Yes. Maybe not yes. Thursday night because it's unfair to have the team traveling on a, on a short week, either Rams East or Browns West. But Sunday night, Monday night, definitely I could see Browns-Rams. Uh, actually, let me take a look, a brief look. That game is a home game for the Browns. So they could have that on Thanksgiving. They could the short week though. Doesn't matter. I don't, Doesn't I don't matter. Think. They want ratings. Then again, they did make the Vikings travel all the way west to stay on the Rams. They want ratings on Thursday night. So they want ratings on Thanksgiving, and what a better way to go out and say, "Hey, look, listen, Rams versus Browns on Thanksgiving." I know it goes away from the whole Cowboys and and uh, Lions aspect here, but you know, it's that's that's a game to look forward to. Who else, who else do they have on the on the uh, docket? So their home slate. So you, uh, so obviously they have the Ravens, Bengals, Steelers at home. Their home slate. They have Dolphins, Bills, Seattle Rams, and my Tennessee Titans. And on the road, obviously they have Ravens, Bengals. Uh, Steelers also on the road. They have the Jets, as you said, Will. Uh, the Patriots, Cardinals, 49ers, Broncos. Well, this is a road slate. They could win almost all of these games, Will. Yeah. They could beat Baltimore on the road, Cincinnati on the road, Pittsburgh on the road, the Jets on the road. The Patriots, that'll probably be tough. The Cardinals, 49ers, Broncos, they're better than all three of those teams on paper. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to see. But uh, well, no, this is this is not a bad um, schedule. Their home slate is tough, but listen, they get the Rams at home, mm-hmm. Seattle at home, the Titans at home. That's not bad. No, no, and it's the not. toughest road game, a Patriots. So yeah, hey, hey, well, we could legit see a ten and six, eleven and five, the team, especially with Pittsburgh going through a purge. <laughs> yeah, and you know what to. Not to shy away from Cleveland here, but Pittsburgh, they could have gotten a lot more out of uh, that Antonio Brown deal. I mean, you see OBJ go for a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers, and Pittsburgh only gets what? A third and a fifth? I mean, come on. You know? And they take a $21 million cap, dead dead cap hit. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. So we shall see what, um, what happens there. But will. Somebody made a point that this is true. The Steelers, they just kind of replace guys. Remember, they went from Heinz Ward to Plaxico. They went from Plaxico to Mike Wallace. Mm-hmm. They went from Mike Wallace to Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Now they go from Antonio Brown to Juju. Yes. Now, well, the, my only thing with Juju is he is a great number two. He had a Pro Bowl season as a number two. Is he a number one? Can he go up against the team's best corner and be the man-on-man? Because he's not the most fastest guy. Juju beats you because he's better than your second corner, third corner, so on and so forth. Right. But, Will, I also believe that the Steelers aren't, aren't going to take a drop off because, well, James Conner, younger than Bell, and he had a productive season, a Pro Bowl season at that, Will. So, well, actually, the Steelers didn't make the playoffs because – Remember, I think he missed like four of their last five games. Right. That where he wasn't um there. So we shall see. But uh, you know, Pittsburgh definitely going through a little something, bro. But Oh yeah. Oh, speaking yeah. of free agency, well, I just want to give my Titans a little bit of shine here. Mm-hmm. Roger Saffold, former left guard of the Rams. Right. Now on my team. Adam Humphrey, slot receiver from Tampa Bay. I think that's a big loss for them and a big get for us. Right. Put him with Corey Davis and Delaney Walker and Cameron Wake, former Miami Dolphin, 37 years old. We signed him to a three-year deal, Will. I'm excited about that for the simple fact of he hasn't played a three-four position, but, well, a lot of people forget Cameron Wake has only been playing football for like seven years. Yeah. So he's 37, but he didn't really get his chance to like 30. So his body, he's he's 37 in age. He's not 37 in terms of the wear and tear. So right. I'm excited to see. Um, obviously, we have more moves to make. We have, you know, um, we have the draft coming up. So just wanted to give my Titans a 
thumbs up for the solid free agency so far. And you know what, too, with uh, with look, listen, another team that really kind of like makes a head scratching move here, the Redskins. I know they're close, but man, again, Dan Dan Schneider, bro, what is this guy doing? I I I get that Landry Landon Collins is out there, but. You know, really, like all that guaranteed money goes to a to, safety. Yeah, eighty-four million, fifty something. Oh, yeah, wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, he blew. Well, I thought that Earl Thomas might have gotten that type of um, money. Instead, Earl Thomas went to uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. four years, fifty-five million bucks. Well, actually, like the like that move. I just don't like. Well, I think this is a clear. He took the. Took Cash, the money and ran. Because Baltimore offensively, and they did sign Mark in Ingram. Right. But who are they throwing the ball to? Crabtree, they released. Mm-hmm. Uh, John uh, John Brown went from them to the Bills. Mm-hmm. The, well, we also have the Bills making some moves. They get John Brown. They also get Cole uh, uh, Beasley. Mm-hmm. But also, well, it's well, it's a lot of moving parts in our friendship. But well, like you said, Landon Collins, that was... That one, I was like, whoa. Yeah. And you know what? He's <laughs> in his prime, obviously. And you look at that. And then another head-scratching move, too. The Chiefs move on from Eric Berry. Yeah. Why? Well, now, he's always hurt. Yeah. I, I, listen, I get the fact that he's hurt. And I I also get the fact that, you know, he he had the, the whole cancer and everything like that. And he came back from it. But he is a difference maker out there. He is. And he missed out on a lot of time last year. He did. Well, what we're starting to see is we're starting to see guys get cut because their cap number's too high. Right. Oh, you're. Oh, well, you count 12 against the cap? Screw you. I'm going to go find a guy that, that I could pay six yeah. to do what you was going to do for me at 12. Yep. But it did sign Tyron Matthew. I, I thought they was going to make maybe Tyron Matthew the strong safety or move Barry the strong and have – Tyron Matthew play free, but the moving on from him completely. Well, he's not going to be on the free agent market long. Um, uh, Eric, um, Barry. Right. Um, I think he's going to go to a contending team, and and I think he's going to play well. Or a team with a lot of money. Team with a, a, a lot of money, right? So we just see there. But well, the point on the Chiefs, they're going from a three four to the four three. Mm-hmm. That's why you see them. Well, guess who did the smart thing? The Chiefs. They franchise D Ford. They're not going to trade him to San Francisco, and they're going to get a twenty twenty second round pick. That's how you do it, Dave Kettleman. Right. That's how you do it. Well, the franchise tag, even if you don't want to pay the player, this franchise tag is an NBA version of a sign and trade. Right. You could f- just franchise the guy. Yeah. If, and and find like a trading. Um, partner, and that's why they also cut um, um, uh, Houston. Well, uh, J- Justin uh, Houston, mm-hmm. he got cut because he doesn't fit that four three mode that they're going to do. So, well, I think free agency and draft, you're going to see the Chiefs really go and forward with this remake, trying to get the four three because offensively they're stacked. Well, uh, Stephen A. Smith made a comment. He, he said if Kareem Hunt did not get suspended, he thinks the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl. You're right. You know, you're right about that. <laughs> he thinks the Chiefs would have – they don't have that zero point half against the uh, 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 Patriots Yeah, if you have a guy like Hunt. Well, so, well, we shall see, man. We shall see. Yeah, and you know what, too? Like the crazy thing about everything is – we haven't even talked about my green and white team, you know, but at that same point in time, we'll talk about them in a minute. But, dude, it's just absolutely phenomenal uh, what's going on over there, to say the very least. And, you know what, just to get back to the whole Giants thing here for a second, like you said, Sean, they have an opportunity, if they really wanted to, to trade both those first-round draft picks. And on top of that, they might get themselves a future quarterback, like you said earlier, and I wouldn't be surprised if if the uh, the Giants go out there and offer two first round draft picks to the Cardinals and be like, "Hey, look, listen, here's our first two first rounders. You know, we want the number one pick. 
we know that you want Josh Rose, you know, Josh Rosen is the future, but, you know, and I know they're talking about it, but still, it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. They could make a trade for that first pick if they like Haskins or they like Murray, or will they could just give – because well, they won't have to break the bank for Josh Rosen. They they could just give the Cardinals the the third pick – I mean, the the third-round pick, because that's what Rosen is, 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 is probably worth. Or they could give them a third this year and a third uh, next year. Find a way to figure it out. So the Giants – but they have to get a – but, well, here's the thing, though. Well, we don't know what Kyle Laletta is. Right. All we know is that he that he that he got into the little um, um highway accident with the cop <laughs> during the uh, regular season. But well, we've never seen him play. Well, Kyle Laletta could be good. Right. He could be. This he? How could we say no? We he's never played. Yeah. He's never played. Mm-hmm. So you know it's. It's good, but Definitely we'll see what so. happens. Definitely. So getting to our featured guest now, before we get into the green and white New York Jets, 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 I have making a return, Will, a return to On the Board Sports. My main man, one of my best friends in the whole wild world, whole wild, whole, oh my God. Tongue twister, whole wide world. Thank you, Will. Don't, You're welcome. Don't get choked up, man. Don't get up. <laughs> I'm talking about my man Phil P. from Loose Thoughts Podcast. Phil, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? On the board, sports. Good to be back. I yeah. heard your fans were clamoring for some more Phil, so, you know. Yes. <laughs> make sure I came on and uh, talk some sports with you, talk some football. Definitely, Phil. Uh, Phil, man, um, um, I'm, um, we're not gonna uh, keep you long because I know you got some stuff to do. So let's just get straight to it, Phil. Phil, you are a big time fan of the Jets. Judge, judge, judge. So as well, Phil. The Jets haven't making moves left and right, but let's get to the biggest move that they made. Phil, Le'Veon Bell is now a New York Jet, four years, fifty-two and a half million bucks. What are your thoughts on Bell being a member of Gangrene? Well, first and foremost, the Jets needed a playmaker, right? Last year, you know, Robbie Anderson took a backseat. Um, uh, Crowell didn't really work out the way we had hoped. He had shown some flashes at times, and at times of the season, I really enjoyed his running style, but he had more plays for no gain or loss than basically everybody in the league. So clearly, he wasn't as effective as we were hoping he would be. You know, a Newton got hurt. So we needed that big playmaker in, in order for – Sam Darnold to take this next step, right? Because we saw at the end of the season last year, those last four games, uh, minus the, the Patriot game, he looked pretty da- he looked pretty damn good. He went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. He went toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson. Um, earlier in the year, he went toe-to-toe with um, Andrew Luck. So he had shown flashes of, you know, real potential. But you got to get a supporting cast around, especially around a second-year quarterback, um, so I love the fact that they picked him up because he's an excellent he's an excellent running back uh, to begin with. He's also great at pass protection. You can put him out in the wide receiver. You can put him as a wide receiver. He can run all the routes. So there's there's uh, multiple ways that he could be utilized. And with Adam Gase's system, he likes to use running backs. So to get a running back that versatile, it's a it's a it's a huge it's a huge get. Speaking of a huge get, Phil, on the defensive side, you guys get C.J. Mosley, former Baltimore Ravens. Phil, you pair him next to Avery Williamson, who you guys stole from my uh, Tennessee Titans. Thank you very, very much. Well, you know, you flash your little cash and you get what you want, right? But you pair Mosley next to them. Phil, I think this means that Mr. Um, the Darren Lee um, uh, is going to be gone. But before we get to him, what are your thoughts on C.J. Mosley, now a member of Gangrene? Well, I was surprised that the Ravens let him go. Remember, when he got to Lee, he was supposed to be Baltimore's next Ray Lewis. Right. He's still in the prime of his career. He's only 26 years old. He was one of the five best inside linebackers in the, in the NFL today. Um, so it's surprising that they just let him walk. I guess I guess contracts weren't working out or whatever the case may be, but I'm glad we got somebody um, like a CJ Mosley because you know Darren Lee for all his athleticism and one of my biggest criticisms of him is he's not a physical linebacker. 
Um, and I think part of the reason why Darren Lee didn't work out is the Jets typically run uh, 3-4 defense. Now, I, I, I have my reserves on that. I'm not the biggest fan of it for certain teams, especially my team, but he played a 3-4 linebacker, and he's undersized, and he was the inside linebacker. So, in a sense, Todd Bowles didn't really use him correctly his four years, and he didn't really develop into this, this the linebacker that we thought he could have been. You had to go in. You have to go in. You can't have a three-four defense. You got to have thumpers as your middle linebackers. And C.J. Mosley can certainly bring the heat. Right. Um, we've seen it throughout his time in Baltimore, and as we know, and Sean, as you know, Avery Williamson can also bring the heat. He's an animal. So, <laughs> yeah. So you pick you pair two animals in the middle. Now that shores up the the run game, the run defense a little bit more. Even though that wasn't necessarily our problem, it's good to you know shore things up. And for Darren Lee, I think. You know, one or one or two things are happening. They may try to keep him around and then trade him for anything, or you know, they might try and keep him as a weak side linebacker, and then and, and we'll see what happens there. But I love, I love what they did with Mosley. Maybe you could possibly say maybe paid a little too much, but it's free agency. You're always going to overpay. You you overpay everybody. Right. So for, for what it was, I'm happy with. It. And it's five years in the prime of his career. I can't get much better than that. Phil. How do you feel about Jameson Crowder coming over to the Jets? I know Gang Green wound up going out and they re-signed uh, Quincy Inunua to that big, big uh, extension and then they tendered Robbie Anderson for a second-round pick. How do you feel about the mix of bringing in a, uh, a veteran slot receiver in Jameson Crow- uh, Crowder? Well, you part of the game is predicated, especially this game, it's predicated on slot receivers and um jameson crowder when healthy is one of the most more productive slot receivers i mean we tried jermaine curse it didn't really work out which was kind of surprising um just given his time in seattle you saw him go across the middle and do some things and he did have some nice moments with us especially with josh mccown but he, you could see he was never really on the same page with sam Darnold. so in order to get um crowder somebody who's a veteran, somebody who knows how to work the middle of the field, somebody who can be a nice security blanket, um, especially you pair him with, with Le'Veon Bell, now you're, now you're talking about massive nightmares because uh, you have to uh, – Le'Veon Bell dictates fronts and coverages. So, you know, you, when you're trying to scheme to take out Bell, now you have Crowder running around, running free. Some of his best years were with um, Kirk Cousins. So – you know, I, I do like it, and I think, I, was, I think it was a solid signing, not too much money. It was right on par with what we need right now. And, and if you look at this, this wide receiver class that came out this year, this, um, the free agents, it leaves a lot to be desired, guys. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a strong class whatsoever. You talk about the Golden Tates and the, um, and, and, and the Brashad, um, the Perrimans of the world. Like, that, that doesn't – nobody really wants that. And, and if you're going <laughs> to get a big – big uh, free, agent, uh, free agent type of receiver or something like that, you're going to have to probably trade for somebody like an A.J. Green. got to see what's going on in Atlanta. Maybe Julio Jones wants to move on. Who knows? But for right now, what for what the Jets could pick from, you know, I think Jameson Crowder fits the mold for what, what a young quarterback could use. And then you look at, too, Andre Roberts not going to re-sign. So that's a key, that's a key uh, special teams player right there, having the uh, – Probably the 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 highlight of his career going out there and returning touchdowns for the Jets and being an All Pro re- uh, return man and everything like that. So, what's your take on probably not re-signing Andre Roberts? Well, that's a tough blow, right? Because we haven't had a, a return specialist like that since Leon Washington, and, and then <laughs> a little bit after <laughs> that, Brad Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's been a while since the, the Jets special teams and, the, and in the years that the Jets were you know, pretty good contending for AFC um, championships, what was one of their calling cards? Their special teams was actually really, really good. Amongst right. the best. I mean, we did have Mike Westhoff, which helped. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we also had excellent retirement. But, you know, it's just, it's, he was on a one-year prove-it deal. You know, it's great that he was able to go to the Pro Bowl as a, as a returner, but what happens in one year may not happen again in another year. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, just look at, look at return men – Look at the, like the careers. 
Look at Adante Hall. Yeah, he was a great returner, but after a while, you know, didn't work out. Look at Devin Hester. He was a great return man, but that, if that's all you're using him for, that's such a it, – it, it's a big part of the game, but it's also a, a smaller portion of the game because, mm-hmm. you know, now teams are kicking – we're rather kick out of bounds or, or, or finding ways to eliminate returns anyway. So it is a tough blow, but I'm not, I'm not terrible about it. It's, it. We get some money back. He had a great year, good for him. Maybe it revitalizes his career. But he did nothing for us really in terms of offense. So if that means losing him to get somebody who can help us on the offensive side of the ball more regularly, then I'll take that. Phil, me and Will, we oftentimes go back and forth. And, you know, one, one of the things that we say is sometimes the best deal is the deal that you don't make. And Monday night, everybody thought, oh, Anthony Barr is coming. Anthony Barr is, is coming. And then... Tuesday morning, he wakes up and he's like, nah, I think I'm going to stay here. But, Phil, I don't think it's a bad thing because when he was in school, he had his hand in the dirt, rushing, and then he's been playing in the 4-3 ever since. So pretty much the Jets were going to give this guy $60 million plus to play the edge, and he's never really played the edge. So I think it wasn't a bad thing that he decided to go back. But what do you think about him? saying that he was going to be a Jet and then going back. Well, that's a tough look on the Jets, right? Because here you are, you're thinking you're going to get a, uh, a premier player, and, and let's not let's not get crazy. Anthony Barr is a damn good football player. He's a damn good outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't have gone as high as he did in the draft if he wasn't that good, and he's, he's remained consistent for a long time. So it was a tough look, especially because of what happened last year with Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, he used us to drive the, the bargaining chip up. Um, I'm glad. I, I'm kind of glad that Anthony Barr didn't necessarily do that because I believe he took less money um, to go back to. He Minnesota. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But like you said, sometimes the best deal is the one you don't make. What What does bother me though is the fact that. We were counting on signing him, and this is—I this, guess—this is just this is why you don't uh, count your chickens until, until the eggs hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were counting on signing him, and in that time period, we could have probably used that time to maybe go after a D Ford or go after maybe somebody who is of less, who may be slightly lesser value, but we can use that uh, Greg Williams can use and scheme up. To, you know, bring some pressure. You know, we, we, you know, Jordan Jenkins for what he was, not the greatest. He wasn't the greatest edge rusher, but when schemed correctly, you saw he could bring some heat. So maybe right. signing a guy or two like that would have helped. Um, so that's the unfortunate part about it. But he, he spent his whole career in Minnesota. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, and it hurts me to even think about it, but it's kind of like the whole Johnson Bears situation, right? You, you sometimes you just want to go home, right? Um, so that's essentially what he ended up doing. And also, like Sean, you alluded to it, he played, he had his hand in the dirt in college and he's been playing as an outside linebacker ever since. Right. So, you know, he's been in the league four or five years. He's used to being, you know, an outside linebacker, not really rushing the quarterback. Now, when he does rush, he is very effective, but they use him more in coverages and, in, and, and for the run defense and all that type of stuff. So that might have, Signing him to that kind of uh, long-term deal, it's about, you know, you want to have players that you can scheme around, not try to get players to fit your team. You know what I mean? Right. Phil, how do you feel about the uh, Kaleche Asimali trade for them to get a a quality uh, veteran offensive lineman? Well, I think that's a good signing. It's low risk, a high reward, right? Um, he's, He's had some time. He's been injured. Um, but when he was healthy with the Raiders, I believe two, three years ago, he was a pro bowler. Um, so, and again, we signed him for what, two, three million dollars at the end of the day. If it doesn't work out, we're, it's, it's, we're no worse. We're in no worse a position than we were at the start of the off season in terms of offensive line. We're, if he's, if he's mediocre, our offensive line was mediocre anyway, at best, if he's great, 
then now we're starting to see we're starting to build in the right direction. But you know, sometimes that's what you gotta do. You gotta take and and it seems like uh, the Jets are known for doing this. We'll kind of like take you know these little low low risk high reward players and see what happens. Hey, look, Andre Roberts is the same idea, and it ended up being a great it ended up being a great acquisition. So this could end up being a great acquisition. He could, he's going to bring some toughness to the offensive line, especially now that we have. Maybe on Bell, he's going to bring a, a toughness to the to the run game right. that we desperately needed. Like last year, there was a lot of times there was just absolutely no push. So you know, getting road graders like that, you know, that brings a physical asset to the game, and that opens up the run game, which opens up the pass game, and then we take it from there. With the uh, the draft coming up in May, where do you see this team going? Do you see this team taking a an edge rusher or a receiver at three, or do you see them trading uh, down with a quarterback needy team and try to get multiple draft picks in order to build this team? So that's an interesting question because there's, there's there are a lot of ways that they could go. Realistically, in my heart of hearts, I know we should probably just stay at three, pick up our edge rusher, and go about our business because we haven't had an addresser since John Abraham. Um, so I realistically think that that's the right answer to do. But I would not be surprised if a quarterback needy team wants to trade with us and we take the deal only because we have to also – we have a lot of holes that we need to fill. So recouping draft capital is the best way to fill those holes. The good teams – Right, the good teams don't make splashes in free agency. The good teams have te- have players that they've developed throughout the year. So if we're if things are starting to look up for the Jets, so if that's if that's what's going to continue to be the trend, maybe trading back would be a good idea. But you, if you're going to trade back, you're going to need to get something of a haul because you know for for a team that are quarterback needy. You can kind of you can kind of fleece them a little bit, like the Giants got fleeced by um, the Browns. You know, so <laughs> I would I would personally rather them stay at three, just get the edge rusher, and then let's keep this thing moving. But if they trade back, I can see them probably doing that. Maybe getting a lesser trade with trade. Um, sorry, lesser edge rusher. Maybe if Quinn and Williams somehow falls to them, because uh, Mike McCaslin in the last couple of years. Please, uh, players that seem to fall to him, so maybe that luck keeps going on. Um, and then seeing if they can also draft a receiver or offensive tackle. I've been talking to a friend of mine. We wouldn't hate necessarily if they traded back and then possibly drafted um, a tackle from Florida and then another edge, like the third or fourth best edge rusher with the first two picks in the first round if we traded back. So there are some options out there. If I had my brothers stay at three, but if they trade back, I would rather them draft a tackle and an edge rusher. And then the wide receiver, you know, you can try and try your luck in the later rounds. You know, maybe some, maybe somebody shakes loose. You know, you never know what's going to happen in in training camp. And then you take your, you take your, you take luck there. Phil, I was going to ask you one more question, but will go for it. No, go ahead. No, but actually, the question I was going to ask you—that is exactly what Will just did. What should the judge do uh, at number three? So <laughs> he took it out of my question. I got one more question for you, Phil. Sure. How do you feel about the Henry Anderson resigning? I like it. I like it because you know he was a guy again, kind of like Andre Roberts. This is low risk. You know, the Colts basically gave up on him, and he ended up being one of the best defensive linemen on our team. He's not, he's not gifted in the sense of like a, like a Aaron Donald or a Dominican Sue or anything like that. But he's a he's a tough gritty dog, tough gritty guy. Jamal Adams said at the end of the year, we need some dogs on this team. Well, Henry Anderson is a dog, mm-hmm. right? Um, who gets after it, and you can see it in the way he plays. If you ever like literally just watch him, he works and he works hard and he wears you down. That's the kind of guy you're gonna need. He's also a guy you can mix in into multiple packages. You, you know, he doesn't have to just be in your base package. He could be in your nickel package, and he can get after it, especially if all he has to do is pin his ears back and, and, and go. You know, he could be pretty effective. He could be like a, 
like a Trey Flowers type of guy. You know what I mean? Uh, the way Bill Belichick used Trey Flowers and, and like a Rob Ninkovich, maybe not as fast as, as the Ninkovich, but you can use them in multiple slots like throughout the entire line. So <laughs> I think for what what they gave him, like, they, they, what I've been really impressed by is, yes, the deals are great, but if you want to say the Mosley contract was a little too much, fine. I won't, I won't argue with you on that. But the money they've been spending, it's smart money. And that is true, you know. And 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 and, and, and I mean, look, they had a hundred million plus to spend. So you got to spend it somewhere. You got to spend it somewhere, exactly. Phil, hey, can I make a can, can yeah. I make a, a, a something about Le'Veon Bell? I think that yeah, people may not be really understanding or may not be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the contract itself was. Fifty-two point five for four, right? Yeah, and it was a thirty-five guaranteed. Correct. So mm-hmm. essentially, what that comes down to is about let's give or take ten ten million a year, because what you have to what you really have to think about is it's not the total amount that they get. You have to think about the guaranteed money, right? And in most cases, like contracts like this, the guy. And I'm, I'm not just talking about, like, because of his age or whatever. The guy that gets signed to that big contract, more often than not, they don't live out the entire contract. Right. So in two years, if Le'Veon Bell ends up, you know, burning out and he's trash, we get rid of him. Right. If, if, in, if in two years he's still doing his thing, you can extend him an extra two years, and then you save money in annual value, and that kind of brings it down a little bit. So it could this, this, this four-year deal could end up being like a – five, maybe six-year deal, depending on how healthy he is, but it doesn't cost the team that much. You see what I'm saying? So I think, in a sense, it was smart. And, you know, he played himself, unfortunately, because the, he, did. he thought he was going to get he thought he was gonna get that type of money, and he did not. Um, but his loss is our game. So I, I really like I liked the numbers more so than the, the deal itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the Jets definitely got him at – a bargain price and Phil. I like the fact that they told him, "Look, you have to accept our deal by this date and this time, or else we're going to move on to Plan B and Plan C." So they did that, Phil, and they got the job done. Phil, before we uh, let you go, pal, tell people about your podcast, Loose Thoughts, and where they can listen to it. Okay, so we get the Loose Thoughts podcast. It is a podcast where we talk about just about anything. You know, we talk about things that people may not be willing to talk about out loud. That's what we pride ourselves on, right? The conversations that are had in the dark, mm-hmm. we bring them to life. Um, at times, we talk about, we, we try to be fun and we try to be lighthearted. We try to, you know, make, have a good time. At times, we have to have a serious conversation. We actually just came out um, with episode seven. It's a, it's, a talk, it's a conversation about mental health. It's just me. You know, I did a solo episode. Um, but, you know, I talk about my experiences. Uh, Sean, we kind of talked about trying to get together on a project like that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Couple, mm-hmm. Uh, like last year or something. So I finally just decided to, to have the conversation and do it. Um, it was well-received. So if you guys want to check it out, it's Loose Thoughts Podcast. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're all over the place. Or if you want to go, go to anchor.fm slash loose thoughts, and you can catch us there. We're all over the place. Phil, great work. And, Phil, I am a big advocate for mental health because I've lost friends to um, uh, uh, suicide. So I definitely know how much of an important subject that is. So thank you for doing that show, and I'm going to definitely listen to it, man. Thank you so much. And, Phil, thank you for taking some time out today to come on the show, man. Me and Will uh, appreciate it, and we uh, appreciate you, man. Thank you, guys, man. I had a lot of fun. Let's do it again sometime. Uh, go Jets. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Phil, for coming on to the you, show. Phil. All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. Right, too. That was my main man. One of my main mans, Phil P. from Loose Thoughts Podcast. Phil is, all, Phil is always awesome on the Capitol. Hey, well. Always a pleasure having you guest on. Sean, you did a wonderful job on that one. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, it is about goddamn time. You compliment me because you always do slam dunk, grand slam, down by three in the bottom of the ninth job, Will. So thank you, man. Thank you on that. Will, um, 
a point that I, I want to make um, before we end uh, the show, Will, is I want your opinion on something, Will. You're starting to see a trend, Will, and the trend I'm talking about is when a team has a quarterback, Will, right? Mm-hmm. Under his rookie deal, the past two, three, four years, we've seen teams go for broke to win while that quarterback is on their rookie deal. Mm-hmm. We saw it last offseason with the Rams. Marcus Peters, Tlaib, Adama Kungsu, Gurdy to the big money deal, right. Brandon Cooks. Right. And they oh and they almost they almost won it. Uh, won it. Right. Their, if their old would have showed up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've seen the same thing with the Cleveland Browns. Vernon trade, the Landry trade last year, the Obi trade now, uh, Kareem Hunt, other guys. And we've seen it, you know, throughout, you know, the past. And, we, and Will, you can make a case. The Jets are probably you're doing that now. Right. Le'Veon Bell, the, the Noon were back. Right. So, Will, what do you think of this trend because – um, before you go, well, my thing is this: What happened to the days of having your players honor the contracts that they signed? What happened to the second deal? Everybody was trying to get to that second deal. Now it's like, listen, if we don't win it on deal one, we have to blow everything up. What's right. your take on it? Um, first and foremost, I feel like when you look at what's going on here, you got to remember. A lot of these kids that are coming into the league now, and just about everybody, everybody's just about a business. You know what I mean? You look at Darno, you look at uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, you look at even the guy that's number fifty-three on the on the NFL roster. They're all brands. Yep. At the end of the day, they're all Twitter or, or uh, Instagram verified. So yep. they've got to they got to create something here for themselves, right? Right. So when you're playing for a football team, you you have fifty-three. Men on the team, and you don't want to be going out there as, you know, overspending and everything like that. You know, the Jets did it with Mark Sanchez in 2010 when they went all out and they went out and they got uh, an aging Ladainian Tomlinson. They went out and they got Santonio Holmes via trade. They went out and they spent money like crazy the year prior by bringing in Bart Scott and Jim Leonard with Rex Ryan and his. His whole deal and everything like that, and then to to go out and you know go to two straight AFC Championship games did it work? Yeah, but the Jets they never built around Mark Sanchez after that. They never put the young talent in front of uh, of him. They tried for broke. They tried to fix a broken plate with uh, speckle, speckles of gold, and it didn't really work out by bringing in Pikesco Burris and re-signing Santonio San Holmes, but. Before I go off on a tangent there with the uh, 2010 Jets, mm-hmm. you look at the 2019 Jets and you look at the 2019 Browns, and there's a lot of, especially now in this social media world, they got to build themselves up here, you know? And not only that, you can build a team like this now. You can, absolutely. And they, like I said, the young quarterback, he's got a lot to prove before he gets to the next big deal. So there's, and in football... There's never there's never somebody that's like over 35. Maybe rarely you'll see somebody over 35, you know? It's a young sport. Sports is for the youth. It is. It is. Guys that Oh, that's your Tom Brady, buddy, you got Will. It's fixed for Tom Brady, but whatever. <laughs> um that's for another story for another time, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> but uh no, I just look at this and I just say to myself, this is for the youth. This is the time where, you, if you're an owner, you capitalize on the situation at hand. And there could be a lot of things going on right now be, behind closed doors. But ultimately, it is a young man's league in all four sports. And you're seeing it now. It definitely is. Will, last question. Not to hope, Hopefully, I'm not putting you on the spot here, Will. You're not. Will, what is, in your mind, what was the best free agent deal? I think we know your worst one, <laughs> the uh, Landon Collins. Yeah. Uh, but what team or what player you looked at the other was like, wow, that was a pretty good signing by by that team. Um, you know, I look at the Jets and everybody's saying, oh, well, they lost out. And a friend of mine, he texted me yesterday and he goes, how come the Jets suck? How come they do this? How? It's like the Jets are cursed. I go, listen, 
you got to fit your team to whatever you, whatever needs you have best. You can't go out there and, and spend and splurge. Everybody's talking about the $100 million that are out on the table. You got to remember, these guys, the, the McCagnins of the world, they have to uh, spend the money right, and they have to do their thing right, which is why I feel like trading that number three pick is really what's in the best interest for the New York Jets. Now, as far as the worst deal goes, I am going to have to go with uh, with Le- Le- uh, yeah Collins because that's just unbelievable. How does a safety get eighty four million dollars? Oh, I mean, safety. he's young, but still, I-, I don't know. And then too, another another guy, Nick Foles. Oof. I don't I don't get that move at all. And we didn't we didn't even talk about him yet. Eighty eight million. Yeah, my God, my I know he won the Super Bowl. And you never want to count a guy's pocket, but if you're the Jaguars here and you're uh, Mr. Khan, what are you doing? What are you doing? You go from Blake Bortles to Nick Foles. Well, they think they're a quarterback away, and they think Foles is that guy. I I mean, I hope he proves <laughs> me wrong. I would love to see a, a movie on this guy's life. I would. I would love to see a football life with Nick Foles in it. But, yeah, that's something that uh, that's very – very head scratching right there to me. Um as far as the best move goes, uh you I'm know I think you're gonna take my uh, best move will <laughs> Well it's only day one and we'll we'll go into him in a second. But I I'm probably gonna go here with uh Mr Mr. Mathow. Tyrant Matthew Good. Yeah from Chiefs. the Chiefs. I feel like he had his time with Houston. It was a prove it deal. And he goes out and he signs a three-year contract worth $42 million. Hey, you know what? The kid's still young and you're not paying. He's only 26 years old, but still, you know, what are you what are you looking to get? You know what I mean? And then another guy that I really, really like and nobody, we haven't really mentioned him yet, Sheldon Richardson going to the Browns and shoring up that interior. We've, we've- we forgot to mention him. And he's and he's a hustler. <clears throat> he is a hustler. When he was with the Jets, he was a fan favorite. And I remember the one play where he put where they were up in Minnesota and they lost. They lost the game up in Minnesota on the final yeah. on the final play. And uh, he was hustling. He was hustling, trying to tackle the receiver to, but to no avail. He scored, but he was the last guy. He was the last guy before. The uh, receiver from the Vikings burned everybody. But that was two, three years ago. But those are my two guys, Sean. Tyron Mathow and uh, Sheldon Richardson. Well, my best move, it's a so I have a tie for good and a tie for bad. The tie for good is, I'm actually going to go to your neck of the woods, Will. I think, yes, they slightly overpaid for uh, C.J. Mosley, Will, but would I love that move because... Avery Williamson is next to him. Well, whatever Mosley misses, Williamson is going to get. Whatever Williamson misses, um, Mosley is going to get. And will and, and will I love it from a standpoint of people don't give Mosley credit. He's a very good coverage backer too. Absolutely, and he can cover that middle of the field. And you talk about a guy to pick pick their brain. You know, you heard Phil say he the, the next uh, Ray Lewis right there, but. Uh, how about learning from a guy like Terrell Suggs? And how about Terrell Suggs going to the Cardinals? Back where he went to college, yeah. Arizona yeah. State, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so that was good. Yeah. So, well, and but what I like C.J. Mosley because he's going to be coached by Greg Williams. Well, we thought we saw the best You can't of, keep your name out of his of mouth. His name out of your mouth. Well, I'm telling you, that could be the slam dunk coaching hire of the off season. Well, you're giving C.J. Mosley to Greg Williams. We, we've seen – what this coach can do in the great plays that he's coached with. Right. So that's so he's tied with Trey Flowers from a defensive end from the Patriots. He goes over to D to Detroit. What I think the Lions are trying to do Patriot North. They signed three former Patriots this off season well. Now that's a hefty contract. I think it's like five years, ninety million bucks. But well they have they need a pass rush in, in the worst way. And we saw, well, look who was in their division, Well, Aaron Rodgers, Mitchell Trubisky, and Kirk uh, Cousins. Well, they need to get after the passer, so I absolutely love that move. Mm -hmm. Will, the worst deal, 
we are with you there. It's not the Landon Collins player. He's a good player. He is. He it's is. It's the contract. <laughs> it, it's just Dan Schneider being dead. Dan Schneider. Yeah, that's that was eighty four million to a safety. Earl Thomas is better, and he and he only got fifty five. So what the hell does Dan Schneider think about? He's thinking of Albert Hainsworth in his in his dreams. Thank God he took him from us, uh, Albert Hainsworth, the yeah. former Titan great. Well, this by far is the absolute worst free agent deal. Because the fans, the media, were like, what? Well, the Cincinnati Bengals signed former Giants Bobby Hart, right tackle, three years, 21 million bucks. Crazy. Well, Bobby Hart was cut by the Giants because he was part of that horrible 2017 offensive line. Right. He plays 2018 in Cincy. Well, we all know... PFF and football grades for positions and pro football talk. We all watch these, see these metrics and shit. Yeah. Well, Bobby Hart on running plays was rated the second to last tackle, left or right in the NFL when it came to running plays. And Will, when it came to passing plays, he was dead last. But, well, this is what happens when you have a new coaching staff who sees potential in um someone. Well, Bobby Hart's a bum. Bobby Hart is a bum. Well, Bob, well, Bobby Hart was giving up sacks from the right side. Andy Dalton could see the guy coming. Two things. <laughs> and he was still getting hit. That is two, crazy. Two things. Number one, Bobby Hart isn't a bum. He's making $7 million. How you doing? Well, he's he's a seven million dollar bum. Well, he's still a se- he's a he's a million dollar man. <laughs> he's still a million dollar man. And number two, uh, Tavon Coleman goes over to the 49ers on a two year deal worth ten million dollars, and the Seahawks resign Michael Kendricks on a one year deal worth four million dollars. Isn't he going to jail? I have no idea. Michael Kendricks was convicted of like some like. Ponzi scheme thing, and he's facing like twenty years. In I have no idea. Maybe he beat it. I don't know. No, don't no, know. no. He was like, well, he was like, he went to court and was convicted. He's just waiting um, um, us, uh, uh, sentencing. Yeah, but well, the Tevin Coleman deal, two years, ten million. The forty, the Niners. That's a steal because he is a very good back. Well, mm-hmm. well, I think he could actually be. A number one, he just stuck behind the um, the the Vivante Freeman. But well, ten million bucks for two years. Yeah, the running back market is yikes. Yeah, pretty pretty low. But I think that's a good get for them, well, because well, keep in mind they did sign Jarek McKinnon last offseason, but he hurt his knee in the offseason. He was out for the year. So well, you add Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, and Matt Breida. Matt Breida was key for me and me winning my fantasy championship role. So I'm a big fan of him. But yep. I see what uh, San Fran is doing pretty, pretty good. And also, too, here, uh, just over the wire a little while ago, uh, looks like Terry Bridgewater is looking to go to the Dolphins now. So he's changing his mind. Just about. I mean, he's... Uh, the Dolphins are trying to lock him down to a contract, but, you know, who knows? Who knows at this point, Sean? You know? Who really knows? Well, so he's visited. So it says, a leaked source says that the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, is visiting the Dolphins at the training facility this afternoon. Reports of him signing with the Saints yesterday were premature. Well, here's the thing, right? You have 48 hours to negotiate deals, but as of now, Wednesday at 4 p.m., the 2019 season has officially started. So that's when these deals and trades could become official, the Flacco trade, the Keenum trade, the Vernon trade. Mm -hmm. But these free agent deals are not official when they're announced. Example, Anthony Barr. Oh, you want to go to the Jets? No, I'm not. I wanted to sleep on it. I slept on it. I'm like, no, I, I want to stay. <laughs> so, well, but well, here's the thing. Teddy Bridgewater is a Miami guy. He was not recruited heavily out of United School. He went to Louisville. Uh, Louisville, and Louisville is now known for their football because of him. Right. 
because he was on the map. So right. we shall see. But I think it'll be a very good get. And well, he's gonna be he's gonna start day one, and it kills my whole theory of you know them trading up to the, where the uh, the Giants are at. So not really, not really. I mean, it can happen, but. If they sign Teddy, I don't think they're gonna then trade and take Kyler Murray or it's a prove it it's a prove it Haskins. It's a prove it deal at that point. It depends on the years. If they give Teddy one year, then yeah, they're probably still gonna do that deal. But Absolutely. if they give him a long term deal, yep. that's it. Final thoughts? No, well a lot well, we've spoke about so many NFL news. And it's still so much we haven't even spoken on. Absolutely. But we could cover it another time. You will? Yeah. No, nothing really. Just uh, just enjoying the time with you and everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios. And, um, you know, looking forward to the next episode, man. You yep. know, can't wait. All right. So, for my main man, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C. Shout out to my main man, Phil P., of Loose Thoughts Podcast for coming on and talking. Shout out to Phil. J-E-T-S, Judge, Judge, Judge. I'm your host, Sean Thomas for On The Board Sports, signing out.